Hi, I'm Joseph Cross from the movie Tilt, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, thank you for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 492. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, our guest on On Screen and Beyond is Joseph Cross. Now, Joseph, you might remember him as the young boy in Jack Frost with Michael Keaton, or from Steven Spielberg's Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis, or from Milk with Sean Penn, or Big Little Lies, most recently on HBO. But he has a new movie out called Tilt, and it is in theaters and out on video on demand right now, so you can check that out. Joseph Cross will be coming our way in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, and this week we also check out April releases in theaters and on Blu-ray and DVD. So we get a full slate coming your way. It's time for Remake Madness. Remake Madness, well, coming your way in April in theaters as far as remakes, Chappaquiddick on April 6th retells the story of Ted Kennedy in his younger years, and uh, that's it. Not a whole lot of things going on as far as remakes this month in April are coming our way, so um, let's move along. It's time for upcoming new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies coming your way in April in theaters. Well, it looks like Emily Blunt stars in A Quiet Place on April 6th as an unknown threat attacks people in a house if any noise is made. And on April 6th, Helen Hunt stars in The Miracle Season after the death of a fellow high school volleyball member. The team comes together to try to win the state championship. And Blockers, it looks like it's going to be following three parents who try to stop their daughter from losing her virginity at the prom. And John Senna stars on April 6th on that one. April 13th, Dwayne Johnson stars in Rampage, about a gorilla who goes rogue after an experiment changes the dental ape into a huge terror. And I Feel Pretty arrives on April 20th. It stars Amy Schumer as a woman who awakes from a fall thinking she is the most beautiful woman in the world. That's it for upcoming new movies in theaters in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Sequel City. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, as far as sequels coming your way in April, it looks like uh, Super Trooper 2 will be returning with its raunchy humor on April 20th. And the big one, Avengers Infinity Wars, brings the gang back together for more superhero adventures on April 27th. And that's it for Sequel City, sequels coming your way in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what do you say we take a look at what's coming your way on DVD and Blu-ray 
from TV. That's next, right here, TV on DVD on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD coming your way in April. Well, it looks like April 3rd, you got Ballers Season 3 and Genius Season 1. April 10th, Outlander Season 3 and Vice Principals, the complete series. April 17th, Claws Season 1. And April 25th, Shameless Season 8. That's it for TV on DVD coming your way in April. Not a whole lot, actually. But next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in April. Movies on DVD coming your way in April. Well, on April 3rd, Insidious, the last key hit stores, and Father Figures. April 10th, The Greatest Showman, Molly's Game, and All the Money in the World, along with Phantom Thread and Proud Mary. April 17th, The Posts, and also The Commuter. April 24th, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, Den of Thieves, Paddington 2, Hostels, and Forever My Girl. And that's it for movies coming your way on Blu-ray and DVD in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, it looks like Jerry O'Connell will play Sheldon's brother George on the Big Bang Theory's Season 11 finale. And the next season of American Horror Story, Season 8, will star Kathy Bates and Sarah Paulson once again. And Will and Grace has been renewed for a third season on NBC. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays. Well, it looks like on March 26th, singing legend Diana Ross turns 74 and James Caan turns 78. April 27th, Mariah Carey turns 48. March 28th, Lady Gaga turns 32. And on March 29th, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, Scott Wilson turns 76 and Lucy Lawless turns 50. And on March 30th, Celine Dion turns 50. And on March 31st, Rhea Perlman turns 70. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, well, on, let's see, what date is this? Uh, March 26th, Randall M. turns 61 in Los Angeles, California. And that's it. If you, a friend, or a relative are going to be have a birthday, send the information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I will get that out to everybody, and we'll all wish you a very happy birthday. So happy birthday to our listeners and to our celebrity people that we just mentioned, and it is time. Joseph Cross is going to be joining us, and as I said earlier, he was in Lincoln, he was in Milk, he was in Jack Frost, he's in Big Little Lies, and he's in a new movie called Tilt that he's got coming out. Be sure to get ready to check that one out. Joseph Cross is next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who we have seen in films and TV shows since he was a young boy. 
His credits include Jack Frost with Michael Keaton, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, Milk with Sean Penn, and most recently on HBO's Big Little Eyes. His latest film, Tilt, is now in theaters and on demand. It's Joseph Cross. Joseph, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, Joseph, you must be pretty excited that you have a new film coming out, or out already, yeah, actually. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, can you give us an idea of what Tilt is about? Yeah, Tilt is about a guy in L.A. who fancies himself a documentary filmmaker um, who hasn't quite gotten his uh, shot at the limelight, and his wife is uh, pregnant, and he's becoming increasingly frustrated by his um, lack of success and by the world around him. And um, he he sets uh, in motion a series of events that um, have a pretty serious effect on his life and uh, the lives of those around him. Hmm. Now, would you say this is a, a little different than anything you've done so far? It is pretty different. Yeah, it is. Especially since um, the days of Jack Frost, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, everything seems to be different from that. I don't seem to get a lot of uh, a lot of snowman movie offers anymore. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hollywood has changed. Right. <laughs> what got you into this film? Uh, did you know some of the people that were involved with it? Yeah, so um, the, the filmmaker and uh, one of the writers, Kasser Farahani, and I uh, were talking about another movie that he was trying to make, and... Um, as he was trying to get that off the ground, he was saying to me, you know, I have this movie called Tilt that I want to make um, really soon, and I'd really love you to do it. And so, you know, Casper had made two really exceptional short films, and I think he and Jason had written a really uh, tight, good script. And so I thought, you know, all right, let's uh, let's give this a shot. And, and we did, and we started to bring uh, onto the film some people that – that I had worked with before that I really liked, like uh, Alexia Rasmussen and um, Kelvin Yu and um, uh, 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 some other cast members that we um, that we brought in. And, um, and yeah, that, that, that's how we ended up uh, making the film. So had you worked with some of these people in the past? Yeah, Alexia, I'd done a movie with Patricia Clarkson with um, called Last Weekend. And uh, Kelvin Yu and I were in um, Milk together. And um, Ron Marasco, who plays the tourist, actually wrote one of my favorite acting books called uh, Notes to an Actor. And so I was able to, through mutual friends, get him on board, which was, which was exciting. So how is it working for, I mean, let's face it, you, you've worked with Michael Keaton. You've worked with mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg. I mean, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't know where you can go from there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, and you worked with Sean Penn on Melt, you know, some big, high acclaimed films, and also, yeah. you know, on TV, like I said earlier, uh, Big Little Lies. Uh, how is it working compared to those huge things to a more independent film? Um, you know, it, it, it both have their charm, you know, and both have their ups and their upsides and their downsides. Uh, I love making a, a littler movie like this. I like the um, the kind of the camaraderie and the the familial um, nature of making something like this. Um, I like working with a smaller crew. I like working um, with limited locations. Um, you know, it's it's and and from Castor's point of view, for a filmmaker, you know, you have a, I imagine he has a lot of freedom um, to work in this space. Um, and then 
you know, working on those bigger projects is amazing too. You get, you feel like you're getting swept up in something uh, in those situations, you know, and working with those tremendous, uh, really well-established, excellent actors, you feel like you're really, um, you know, you're getting brought into their world and hopefully absorbing some of what they have just by osmosis. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like working in, in both spaces for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, you know, let's face it, you're you're young, but you're an old-timer, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I am. <laughs> when did you actually start? How, how young were you when you started acting? I, I started when I was eight years old, and it was something that um, I just, I, I approached my parents about it's something I I wanted to do, and I think they sort of, being the 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 the, the good um, attentive parents that they were, you know, listened to me when I said it was something I was interested in. I don't think that they thought it would become what it ended up becoming, but they sort of humored me and helped me uh, along. And I found a you know a manager for kids and started going on auditions, and it you know start it, it worked out, and it was something that I loved doing you know i continue uh you know i I still love doing and um yeah so so that that was when i started i did night Shyamalan's first movie called wide awake i think i was nine and uh yeah just kind of you know kept going from there for the most part i I took some time off in high school and um you know you kind of have your ups and downs like anything but um but but i've been pretty fortunate i've been able to work for a long time yeah now when you were in high school, uh, you said you mm-hmm. took a break a little bit, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, were you still doing, you know, like school plays and things like that? You know, I didn't really do a ton of school plays. I I did a I did a couple school plays in high school towards the end of school, but I um, you know, I I by the by the time I got to high school, we had a we had two really excellent uh, theater. Um, director teachers mr orfis and mr beck mr beck is still i went to pell memorial high school in pell mr beck is still there running the sock and buskin theater program so you know i got excited about it towards the end of, of high school kind of wanting to get back into it but um but yeah from between like 12 and 16 i didn't really um i, I kind of took a break from it i just kind of stepped away and you know explored just regular interests of that age um and then I got to be 16 and, you know, it was a junior in high school and I was like, geez, I want to go back to doing that. You know, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, that was a lot more fun than this. So, um, I, I was able to get back into it and, uh, same sort of thing when I went to college, I went to college and it didn't really feel like necessarily the right place for me. And I was fortunate enough to, to get a movie, um, my freshman year of college and then, uh, kind of went into my, the more like adult phase of, uh, of my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you, when you were looking for parts when you were, you know, af- after college, uh, were were people still looking at you as the young actor that they remember from all those younger movies, or did had they, you know, more or less, I don't want to say forgotten you, but you know, uh, you were away from the business for a little while, so did they basically think you were just a new, you know, a new actor coming in? Yeah, well, you know, I think Ryan Murphy really took a chance on me when he cast me as Augustine Burroughs in Running the Scissors. Um, so, you know, I, I think I had, you know, people that it was like Jack Frost was the thing that, that anybody knew me from. So I think that he sort of went, uh, you know, I think that he really 
took a chance and went out on a limb and said at the studio, you know, this is who I want, um, as, you know, over other guys that were working more at that time and were kind of more in demand. And that movie is really what uh, allowed me to have a, a career as an adult. Mm-hmm. Now, making the making of Tilt, uh, how long were you actually making the film? I mean, I mean, this you were, I mean, you are... <laughs> The, I, I, you know, you know, it's not only one person, but I mean, you are basically the person in front of the camera most of the time on the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did a 15-day shoot. Wow. Uh, it was either 15 or 18, I can't remember, but it was it was quick. Huh. Jeez, that that's <laughs> compared to uh, say Lincoln. I'm sure Lincoln was a little bit longer than that, right? Yeah, Lincoln was definitely longer. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you don't shoot Lincoln in 15 days. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Where was uh, Tilt filmed? Was it in L.A.? Yeah, it was in Silver Lake, in Los, for the most part in Silver Lake in Los Angeles and around L.A. Um, and then I, we think we did one day up in Ojai, um, out on the lake. But yeah, yeah, it was in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so the the movie is out right now, um, and mm-hmm. people can get that uh, also on video and demand. Correct? Yeah, yeah, I believe so on on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so. Uh, Getting back to uh, your acting in in general that you've been doing since uh, you know before uh, this this movie of Tilt, uh, how did you get into uh, Lincoln? How, was that uh, an open call that you went to, or were they specifically looking for you? That was that was an audition process. Yeah. So Av Kaufman, who cast me in my first movie, um, was casting that movie as well, and I I was on. Um, I was on set uh, just outside Toronto um, doing a movie, and uh, the audition came in, and so I made a self-tape for it. And then uh, when I was done with that movie, I auditioned for Steven Spielberg in Los Angeles. Uh, I think it was on a Friday. And then on the Tuesday, I got a call that you know he had, he had liked what I had done and, and was going to have me come and do the movie. Hmm. So how was it? That, so you actually did your, your audition for Steven? My second one, yeah. Your second one? How, how was it? Were you nervous being in front of Steven Spielberg? <laughs> you know, it was funny. Um, uh, Leslie, the casting director, had me um, uh, in a room, you know, on the Fox lot, and she said, do you want a water? And I said, no, I'm okay, you know. And then I heard his voice coming down the hallway, and I, this has never happened to me before since, but my mouth went completely dry. I mean, like, I wasn't going to be able to speak a word, and I said, you know, I, I, I think I'll have that water now. And uh, she she saw that coming, and she was ready for me. And then, you know, he's just a, you know, from the little bit of time that I got, it's been a very warm, kind, um, enthusiastic, supportive person, you know, in addition to obviously being this brilliant uh, filmmaker. And so... You know, he's got a way of putting you at ease, I think, uh, uh, in that first audition. And he filmed it himself um, with the little camera that they had. And, really? Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, shook my hand afterwards and asked me a couple questions. And, um, you know, then, then walked out of the room. And uh, and that was that. But it was definitely a pretty, pretty exciting moment for me. You know, I think I was 25 at the time. So it was... Uh, it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah, and being on that set must have been incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, it was a it, it, it was a great experience um, to see you know Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner and Daniel Day Lewis and 
the list goes on. You know, David Strait Aaron and Sally Field. Uh, I can't even name all the amazing actors in that movie, mm. but um, you know, Michael Stuhlbarg. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. You know, it was so great to get thrown into into that world and, and get to see those people work. And um, yeah, it was it was really really thrilling for me. Yeah. Being on a set like that, is it more structured, or or, or are people having you know a good time joking around? Uh, how is it on a set like that? Um, it's pretty structured. I wouldn't say that people are having a good time joking around so much. I mean, I think that you know every film requires a lot of focus and attention and you know a lot of hard work whether it's a, a movie like the one I did here with Castro or a movie like that um, you know you need to be focused on that creative process but um, you know we would play chess sometimes between scenes because that was kind of something that the characters would like to do and um, uh, yeah you know it, it, but it did feel very free you know creatively it wasn't um, you know, I, everybody, I think, felt free to, to try things and, uh, you know, to, to, to be creative and live in, in the space like that. But, um, mm. but now, it was intense, for sure. Yeah. Now, it seems like I've read somewhere that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis likes to get into his character and stay in character. Is that true, or is my thinking something else? Yeah, no, I, I think that, that, that what you read about him is, is right. Um, people have I've talked a lot about that, and I think he's talked about that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty sort of like everybody's kind of living, or at least, you know, I, I took my lead from him. You know, he, I was playing, he was playing my boss, so sort of, you know, took my lead from him in in, in terms of how he, he, he wanted to work. And, uh, yeah, this that sort of like staying in, in character, staying in the voice and the walk and talking about things relative to, um, to, to, to what's going on, you know, what was going on at, at the time, which, mm -hmm. you know, I found to be really enjoyable and great. I feel like, you know, by, with that level of commitment, he does sort of a lot of the heavy lifting and you can kind of just get on board and, and, and get swept up in that. Yeah. Do you tend to do that too? Try to stay in character even when you're offset? You know, I feel like there's always some, you know, when you've brought a character in, it's kind of always living with you for the, for the, 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 the duration of the shoot, you know, not so deliberately like, you know, I need to talk like him all the time or be like him all the time, but it's always in your mind, you know, how am I going to do this and who is this person? How is this going to work? So it's like, um, it's all, it seems to always kind of be there living inside you. Um, but, but I don't, you know, I don't know how, how literal, you know, it is, but, you know, I'm like, driving like him or paying my bills like him you know i, yeah. I don't know about yeah. that but yeah so for for tilt you weren't uh, offset you weren't roaming the streets of la at, at, in the middle of the night or anything <laughs> no no but you know every character you sort of you say okay what are, what's the similarities here you know what do i have in me that's like him and then you kind of build out from there hmm. yeah so uh, now as far as uh, other films coming up do you have anything in the works that you can tell us about or uh what i had a show on netflix come out called mindhunter or i didn't have a show i did a couple episodes on a show um, mm -hmm. called mindhunter and then i spent this last year um directing a movie called summer night that uh 
we'll, we're just finishing up now, so we'll start the festival process and the sales process and um, and all that. But that was sort of what I was committed to um, for the the second half of of last year into into now. So are you getting, great. you you getting into more of all aspects as opposed to just the, the acting part? Yeah, well, see, I mean, I this was a movie that I wanted to make for for a couple of years and finally was able to figure out a way to do it and got a really incredible team together and a wonderful cast. And, um, and we went and, and shot it and, you know, I'm coming to the end of the finishing process now with uh, sound design and color correction. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and I'm really happy with, with what we did and with how the film turned out. So I hope so, you know, I hope that it's something that I get to do again for sure. We'll see, um, you know, I guess we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you hadn't become an actor, what would you probably have done? That's a, you know, I ask myself that <laughs> with some frequency. I have no idea. I really have, have no idea. I mean, most of my, you know, I grew up just outside New York City in a town that was mostly people in finance, and a lot of my um, my uh, friends went into finance and I have a close friend that went into journalism. I have a good friend that became a lawyer. Um, I, I really don't know. I have two friends who became doctors. I don't think I would have become a doctor, but I, 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 I really, I, I ask myself that. I often <laughs> wonder that, but I, I really don't know. I, well, I really don't know. The good thing is you probably don't have to worry about that because you're probably going to be working in this business for a long time. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope so. Yeah. Now, uh, going back to, to one of the, like you said, the, the, the film that people started recognizing you for was uh, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. What was it like working with Michael Keaton? He was great, man. I mean, I did two films with him, and yeah. um, it's just just very kind, very nurturing. Um, really helped me a lot to sort of understand, like, you know, we had one scene in particular where I think I had to, like, cry, and he was, like, you know, saying goodbye to me at the end of the film, and I think he helped me a lot to sort of break down what the script was and not, you know, take all the lines so literally and kind of be free to let that emotion flow, and, um, yeah, just really smart, cool, kind, very funny, um, person you know I, I, I was really lucky to get to work with somebody like that um in in those years mm. was, was jack frost a, a fun film to, to work on oh it was a blast yeah i mean you know i think i was 11 or 12 or whatever and you know we're out in the snow up in tahoe and then we're down in the, the spruce goose dome next to the queen mary and uh in long beach and um yeah i I loved it. You know, I always love making movies. I still love making movies. It's my favorite thing to do to be on set. So, um, mm. uh, so yeah, that that was great. Yeah, you mentioned that you worked twice, uh, two movies with uh, Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. That it, it was that year, or right off. Uh, but uh, was that a coincidence that it came out, or or did they somebody you see know, you in one and say, oh, we want that guy in this one? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think I I did desperate measures with him. And then I did Jack Frost. I don't think it hurt that we had worked together before. I think that he knew, you know, I was, you know, could hand, like, you know, behaved well enough on set and, you know, wasn't a nightmare to work with and all that. So that probably worked to my benefit. Um, I, you know, I don't know. It was, it was a different film and a different filmmaker and a different set of producers. So I think that, um, you know, maybe he helped tip the scale at the end. I, I, I'll never know. It's something I'll have to ask him if I run into him again. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I, I want to... 
go and look at something. You know, you see a lot of things on the Internet, and you always wonder if, if they're true. Uh, but I saw on the Internet that uh, you're a guitarist. You play guitar, right? Uh, I did. Oh, you did. When I was younger, I, I was able to. I played a little bit of guitar. I was. I had a band called Rooster when I was. Uh, That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was never really going to be a musician. I was not a very good guitar player. I think I wanted to to play a guitar player in a movie more than anything. Um, but some of those guys that I was in the band with were were talented. Some of them went on to uh, to become uh, professional musicians. But I. Uh, I was not. You know, I can still fiddle a little bit on the on the guitar, but um, yeah. but I was never much of a musician, though. But what what I was going to ask you was, uh, I, I read a, a little piece that said that uh, originally the group had a different name that had yeah, the, but, the initials of your your guys' names. It, it was a, it was. A... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get asked this all the time. I <laughs> I don't really recall this. I think that we had one of our band members was a little overzealous and was trying to uh, get get some notoriety around the band <laughs> so you know i had these little like fan sites when i was younger because i've been in movies and i think that that was something that he he told to them uh and honestly it has followed me you know for over a decade now and i i, I really i don't remember well enough to to confirm or deny it. it's just something mm. that will live on the internet forever right <laughs> Well, that's why I always ask little things like that when I see that. You know, is this true or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm uh, going to finish up with two final questions. Great. But before I do that, I want everybody to uh, go out and see Tilt because it is out now in theaters and on demand. And uh, it's a good film, so be sure to check that out. But, Joseph, I want to finish up with two final questions taking us away from all the acting that you've done, all the great performances you've done. But when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? What are you watching? What, what, what does Joseph Cross watch on TV? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. Um, well, I've been on an Alfonso Cuaron kick recently, so I've been going and watching uh, his movies over again, just sort of... Um, obsessing over that filmmaking i just love his style um i love paul thomas anderson's movies uh i really enjoyed phantom thread this year um i'm trying to think of what else i i don't watch it a ton of tv i i don't know why i i just don't seem to have the, I, the uh, for whatever reason i just don't end up watching a ton of tv i i, I watch the miniseries the night of i like that quite a bit mm-hmm um, I'm trying to think of what else this year that I saw. You know, I really liked Lady Bird. Um, I really liked Get Out. Uh, I, I loved Darkest Hour. I loved Joe Wright's movies. I went back and watched Atonement again and watched Pride and Prejudice again because after I saw Darkest Hour, I just wanted to go and watch his films again. Um, so, yes, I'll often get on, like, a filmmaker kick and then say, oh look at what this person did this is so cool and then you know go back and and watch um some of their their previous movies so that's what i've been watching recently um my daughter's 13 and a half months old so i don't have a ton of time to be <laughs> sitting around watching stuff as much as i would like to yeah you know my wife and i try to get to the theater as much as we can and we we try to watch something at night um before we put her down or excuse me after we put her down but um, 
So yeah, so th- that's what I've been up to recently is revisiting uh, Alfonso Cuarón's movies. We just watched The Prisoner of Azkaban actually, and before that we had watched Gravity and uh, The Little Princess. Mm-hmm. You know all those great, great movies that yeah. he made. Is there any actor or actress that you would you you, you just love to work with or director? Um, yeah, I would love to work for Martin Scorsese. I would love to work for Paul Thomas Anderson. I'd love to work for, like I said, Alfonso Cuarón. I would love to work for uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could list filmmakers for a while if I if I really sat and thought about mm-hmm. some people that I would get really, really excited to to work for. Um, I loved working for Jean-Marc Vallée when I did. Big Little Lies. I hadn't known his work so much, and then I went and watched all of his stuff. I just think he's he's spectacular. Um, I love John C. Riley. He's one of my favorite mm-hmm. actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I really like Francis McDormand. Um, I love Julianne Moore's work. Uh, I love Marion Cotillard. Uh, yeah. There's there's so many people. You know. There's so so many talented, like amazing filmmakers and uh, and actors and actresses that, yeah. that I hope I I get to work with this as time goes on. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm sure thank you will. You. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, Joseph, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us and sharing with us, and uh, I want to make sure that everybody goes out and sees Tilts. It's, uh, it's out now, and it's on video on demand, and they can check that out and see you in that, starring in it, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Thank you for for having me on. And a big shout-out going to Joseph Cross for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, letting us in uh, behind the scenes of the films that he's made, or some of them anyways, and his new movie, Tilt, which is out now and on video on demand. Be sure to check that out. Uh, get to see some more of his, his acting chops and everything else. And uh, we really thank him very much for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Hope you enjoyed that one. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And uh, if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And if you're out there on um, iTunes getting this, be sure to leave a review. We'd appreciate it very much. It helps more people hear about us. And uh, we'll just, you know, get more word out there. But most of all, tell a friend. And I'm sure if they go back to onscreenandbeyond.com and look at all the different guests we've had, almost 500. We're hitting that very shortly. So I hope you're going to get ready for that. But uh, really appreciate you listening. And I hope you enjoy this. So that's it. Next week, another exciting guest coming our way. And for now, that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care.